Hi, this is Jamie Brown, and I'm here with my co-host, Greg Cole, and welcome to Studio 7500. Welcome to our new show. This is the inaugural edition of Studio 7500. So we thought maybe it was a good idea for us to kind of explain what it is that we're trying to do here with Studio 7500. So, Jamie, what does Studio 7500 mean? Well, we are a studio here, and 7500 is the address for Woodbury University. Our address is 7500 Glen Oaks. And we're here right on campus doing our show on Woohoo Radio, not Woohoo Radio, Woo W Radio. Woohoo is like the tagline, though. That's what I think. Anyway, um, so also I wanted to point out that 7500, there's a little bit of a like 7500 brand because there actually is a 7500 magazine, which I'm sure we'll talk about over the course of uh, the many, many episodes we'll be doing which is a student-run culture magazine. So we'll get to that. But 7,500 sort of our thing here at Woodbury, so we're going with it. So let's also talk about who we are, because people are probably like, who are these people, right? I, probably. So again, I'm Jamie, and I am Woodbury's Director of Communications. What does that mean? Well, I'm primarily responsible for getting Woodbury University and everything that we do here that's newsworthy into the news. And I just want to communicate our story through all of our platforms, all of our communication platforms. Um, And, you know, that's it in a nutshell. And I am the director of marketing here. So I like to tell stories, I guess you could say, Woodbury stories, and this show is another way for us to do that. So, you know, that's kind of why we're here. So we want to really get into the weeds a little bit on what we're doing here at Woodbury. That means we're going to talk to students, we're going to talk to faculty, we're going to talk to administrators, we're going to talk to maybe alumni, we might talk to a random person off the street, who knows? But we really just want to get into the stories here at Woodbury and get them out there. We love content. Content is king. That's what marketing is all about. The other thing we love, Jamie, is authenticity. You'll hear that a lot on Studio 7500. We are authentic. We're not going to give you like silly marketing sound bites, right? We're going to give you the real story. Warts and all. So, and, and the stories aren't going to be coming from us and what we think. We're going to tell the stories of our students, as Greg mentioned, uh, faculty. As a matter of fact, today we have um, one of our students coming in. Her name is Trisha Lopez. She should be here shortly. She is a professional writing major. Uh, so we're just going to bring her in and, and, and ask her to tell us a little bit about herself and why she chose the professional writing major. Um, and discuss a um, national literary publication that is Woodbury's, um, and it's called Mariah. That's right, and Trisha is actually the editor-in-chief of that publication, which is student-run. So 
They're about ready to drop their second issue very soon. I think November 19th is a date on that. So we're going to talk to her about that. Uh, it's actually a really exciting project that they've had a lot of submissions. So it's pretty, pretty cool stuff. So we're going to talk about that. One of the things that we want to let you know and we'll continue to remind you of is we want you to contact us. Tell us what you want to hear. So you might be asking, how do I contact you? Well, we run the social media uh, for Woodbury. So, and, you know, so you can contact us through any of those methods. Our Instagram is at Woodbury underscore university. Our Twitter is at Woodbury U. Our Facebook is at Woodbury U. And I know you want to contact us via Vimeo, which is also at Woodbury U. Send us a video. Whatever you want to do. Or if you want to reach us more directly, we're going to give out our email addresses. What's your email, Jamie? So mine is Jamie, that's J-A-M-I-E dot Brown, B-R-O-W-N, at Woodbury dot E-D-U. And just as a side note, do not get Jamie's first name wrong. She doesn't like that. Yeah, we went through that. He It took him about a few months to get my name spelled right, but he finally has it. Which uh, my email is greg, G-R-E-G dot hool, H-O-U-L-E at woodbury.edu. I tried to pause for a second for dramatic effect, but I think he knew that that's what it would be. So maybe it didn't really work. Um, also, we invite you to visit the news section of Woodbury's website, which you can get to at woodbury.edu slash news. We're going to be talking about a lot of the stories that we post there, because that is really where we're getting a lot of our information. And we want to we want you to get a lot of the information you get about Woodbury from that section as well. So we will continue to repeat that information throughout the show. We want you to contact us. Tell us what you want to hear, and we will cover it. Yeah, we just recently posted a great piece um, about one of our faculty members. He is actually the professor of acting, of all things. We we have a, a great film major here at Woodbury, and we decided to bring in an acting professor to not really teach our students how to act, but how directors um, may need would best interact with actors and to get the language down and so forth. So we just posted a nice, uh, for lack of a better term, profile piece on Keith. How, how do you say his last name? Uh, I don't <laughs> Sarah Baika. Yes, Sarah Baika. Yeah, yeah. Keith Sarah Baika. And uh, it's it's a fabulous piece. So check that out um, at our on our news section. And perhaps in the near future, we'll bring Keith in to sit down with us and give us some insights uh, straight from him. That's right. Yeah, it's a really interesting Q&A, so check that out. We also have a profile on the president of the Associated Students of Woodbury University, which is known as ASWU, our student government organization. Uh, his name's Bennett, and we have, um, we have a story about him, and we're probably going to bring him in soon to talk to him as well. He's a very busy guy. Not only is he president of the student government, but he's doing an internship and he has all kinds of things going on. But, um, you know, we have some interesting, you'll learn some interesting things about Bennett in that story. Um, you know, he's an interior ar architecture major. Um, he is from Hawaii. 
And one of the things he really talks about, we'll explore with him when he's here, is the ways in which Woodbury helps to support the students, which some of that stuff may not be as well known as it should be. So he's going to talk a little bit about that. That's something that's important to him as president of ASWU. So definitely check that out on our website. Uh, we also just posted a, a great piece about um, one of our applied computer science majors. His name is Cairo Hanna. And uh, you may say, ask, what is applied computer science? What, what, what does that entail? What kind of professions would that prepare you for? That's a great question, and uh, we hope Cairo can explain. We know Cairo can explain that when he comes in. Cairo, what's interesting about Cairo's story is that Woodbury wasn't his first choice. He had uh, gone to a few other universities, and he just didn't feel in his heart that he was studying the right major. So he found his home um, in the Applied Computer Science program, he, uh, I know Greg loves this. He he hadn't heard of Woodbury, but he heard of it after his dad saw a bumper sticker at a gas station um, that read Woodbury University. So he, he looked into the university and found applied computer science. Long story short, Cairo is now interning at JPL. That's the Jet Propulsion Laboratory as part of the NASA, part of NASA. Uh, and he's working on JPL's Juno mission. And we just think that he has a great story to tell. He's working part-time there. Now, it, it did actually, the internship led to a full-time job. So he's working there part-time. He's still pursuing his undergraduate degree. It's a, it's a very inspirational story that can actually show you, you know, where the applied computer science learnings can lead you and what kind of careers that might um, might take you towards. So look forward to having him in eventually. Yeah, and the inspiration I got from that is we need to order a bunch more bumper stickers. Yes. I wouldn't have thought that that, you know, it's kind of amazing when you think about it, that um, that's how he ended up here. But the way we kind of talk about it in the story is, well, Woodbury was not Cairo's first choice. It was his best choice. So we want to explore that with him, talk to him about that. But in the meantime, check out that story. It's kind of interesting. Also, check out our Applied Computer Science program, which you can get to by visiting woodbury.edu slash ACS. So there's some interesting stuff going on in that program. And, um, you know, check it out. It's, it's kind of an amalgamation of design and, you know, uh, programming and things like that. So it's kind of a cool unique program. And you might see when you go to um, our academic section on our website, you might be amazed because I certainly was of how many uh, how many programs we actually have um, from animation to graphic design to architecture, business. Uh, I mean, there's just so many, such right. a wide range. And I think that our location sitting here at the heart of the creative industry is, um, is is something that is one of Woodbury's advantages because our students oftentimes get internships um, at the local studios and um, the, the fashion. I didn't even mention we have a fashion design program as well. So it's just amazing how many different industries that we cover right here on our campus. So if you have a minute, look at it. Check it out. So you might be thinking now, OK, this show isn't very fun. <laughs> so we're just going to 
let you know that's not the case. We're going to have a lot of fun. In fact, we're going to talk about interesting facts and trivia and history. We're going to interview people and we're going to do all kinds of things. So don't be alarmed because we're giving you all this information. Just, you know, give us a chance here because we, we you know, we've got a lot to say and we're going to have fun saying it. So, and we um, want you to participate too uh, through either our social media platforms or email us directly. Again, I am Jamie Brown. My email is jamie.brown at woodbury.edu. And I'm greg.hool, H O U L E, at woodbury.edu. So, we want to hear from you. Um, one of the things uh, just in researching this first show, um, because we really do want to bring some interesting facts to you. Um, I, I came across an interesting fact. So Woodbury is 134 years old, which is surprising to a lot of people. But we used to be located in downtown L.A. on Wilshire. And we used to... Um, Jamie, let me tell you. Tell me. <laughs> have you ever heard of the Huckster's Ball? No, I have not. So it sounds kind of, I don't know, like something that's maybe not appropriate. I don't know. But um, <laughs> we had an advertising club here at Woodbury. And then in the 30s and 40s and 50s, they had something called the Huckster's Ball, which they put together. Um, and... It took place at a fancy hotel, which probably isn't around anymore, and they would serve drinks like the Huckster Highball. <laughs> and I've seen pictures, and let me just give a shout out here to the digital archive of the library, which is really fantastic. You can lose yourself in this archive. Um, go to digitalarchive.library.woodbury.edu, and then you're going to just write off the next hour or so, because you're going to be looking at all these crazy photos. But one of the photos was of George Burns. I don't know if anyone knows who that is, but uh, he was a famous comedian in the 50s and 60s and whatever. Um, he received an award at this thing in 1951, he and his wife, Gracie. And probably the best part of the Huckster Ball, because of course they had this, they had a Miss Huckster. <laughs> what an honor. Yeah. <laughs> You know, How do you become Miss Huckster? Because, you know, life in the 1950s America was very equal and not very sexist at all. <laughs> so, of course, they had a Miss Huckster who was a student. And they named that person. And I'm sure they were very honored to be named Miss Huckster. So, you know, that's just a little slice of Woodbury history, which... It's kind of fun, right? And well, Greg is a, I, we didn't mention, he's a historian and his his major was history. So he'll be spending about five hours a day in that digital archive coming up with these little tidbits to share every week. Exactly. Five <laughs> hours. <laughs> anyway, um, did we mention when we're airing? Yeah. So we air every day at three o'clock. We have new shows on Wednesday. I know you'll be waiting. Hi. <laughs> It'll be like 2.59 and you'll be like, oh, I'm so close. So 3 o'clock every day with new shows on Wednesday. So we look forward to everything we're going to get into. We want you to be inv involved once again. Contact us. Email us. 
you know, send us a message on Instagram at Woodbury underscore university. Tweet at us at Woodbury U. Facebook us at Woodbury U. Send us videos, whatever you want to do. We want to know, you know, you want us to do an expose on Woody's to find out what's going on there? We'll do it. Just don't tell us how much we suck. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, everyone, we'll be right back. Bye-bye. We're back and we're here with Trisha Lopez. Hi, hello. Thanks for joining us so much. You are our very first guest on this Studio is so 75. Exciting. Thank you so much for having me here. Thanks for believing in us and coming <laughs> on. So we want to talk a little bit about so so you're a third year professional writing yeah. student. Tell us a little bit about your story. How did you end up at Woodbury? How did you end up interested in writing? T- tell us, you know. So, um, Woodbury was not my first choice. I actually didn't apply to Woodbury until probably the day before I had to give an answer to university. Um, I planned on going out of state and my family had a really heavy decision on what I was going to major in. So I was doing pre-law, I was applying for international law, international business, um, and then I secretly went and I applied to some liberal college schools for writing. Um, that was always something that I really wanted to do. I knew I wanted to do it, but, you know, when you're in high school and your family's kind of always telling you, you should be a doctor, you should be a lawyer, you should sure. do... Um, so I, I did that just to kind of get them off my back, but I unfortunately couldn't afford to go to the schools that I wanted to go to. I didn't get the scholarship that I wanted. So a lot of them told me if I waited until the spring semester that I would get the scholarship that I wanted. So I was waitlisted for a couple of schools. So I kind of decided I would take that semester off, get a job, save up enough money, and then we'll try this again spring semester. It was my college counselor that got really terrified that I wasn't going to go to school for a semester. So she had contacted Woodbury to come and talk to some students. She had me come to this meeting, and they brought up the professional writing major, which I'd never heard before. I've never heard the term professional writing. Um, I was applying to creative writing, English literature, like the the pretty basic, like very standard majors. Um, And then just the way they described it to me, I I got really interested in it, and I kind of thought, well, okay, maybe I'll do my first two years here, and then we'll transfer, you know. I met with Ruben Ellis. I brought my dad to meet with Ruben Ellis because my dad was my dad was going insane about. He's a friend of ours, by the way. Yeah, well, Ruben Ellis, he's absolutely amazing, and he really sold my dad and I into coming here. Again, I really thought I would do tra- I would transfer that I would just get some of my classes out of the way, get the experience, um, but it was just the ability to kind of mold this major on my own. I came in 2016. That's when it first started. Right. So. I was able to like kind of mold all the classes on my own and give a lot of feedback. And it really felt like they were paying attention to what I had to say and the other students had to say. And I'm here three years later, and I'm still in love Not with the Not looking major. back, huh? No. So let me ask you this, because we like to bring this up, because we're the marketing people. You're from, you're from here, right? Yeah. You're from nearby. Have you ever, like at that time, had you heard of Woodbury? Or you, and, and just to be clear, we talked about this before you arrived. This is a very authentic show. Like we don't want, we want people to tell us 
the real story. So if you hadn't, that's really good. But I'm kind of curious. Like, So I hadn't heard about Woodbury until after I talked to the representatives that came to my high school. I mentioned to my mom, and my mom had actually told me that her friend's daughter graduated from Woodbury. Um, so I, w- I was just like, okay, so this is, this is a real school. This is a legitimate school. And then when I came to visit the school, I was like, okay, it's a small school, and I really like it. I came from a small high school, so I liked the... I like the little community feeling to it. Great. Um, okay, so you talked a little bit about, well, let, actually, let's dig into the writing part. So have you always been a writer? Were you a writer, like, even as a little kid? Like, how did that come about? Yeah, my mom has, has some pretty funny stories of, uh, I, was, I was really obsessed with writing about spiders when I was little, which is very funny because I don't like spiders. But I had I came home from school and I'm like, look, I wrote a new story. My mom's like, oh my god, it's about this spider, the same spider, and I kept adding parts to it. Um, I didn't really take writing seriously until eighth grade. We had a creative writing unit portion, and I was obsessed with this video game called Fallout, which I still am. And so I thought it'd be really cool if I kind of recreated the ending of the game for oh, my creative writing piece. Yeah, and. I, I went full full force. This this game is like about post apocalyptic world mm-hmm. and everything's kind of burned. So I actually hand wrote it and I smudged the writing. I burned some of the paper so it looked like wow. you just found it. I went over the top. <laughs> um, but my English teacher really took notice of the fact that I I had a story, and he pulled me aside and he said, I I kind of think that this is where you should go. Um, and then I went to high school. I did a business magnet program, so I was in it for all four years. So here I am doing my business, doing my business classes, uh, doing accounting, financial planning, international business, and stuff. But I'm in these AP English and literature courses, and I'm I'm in love with them. Um, so I, I always I always knew that I was supposed to do writing. I just didn't know what I wanted to do with it until I got here to Woodbury. Right. Trisha, I have a question for you. Uh, you said you didn't know what you wanted to do with it. W- what is it that you want to do with your professional writing skills that you're learning? So because I'm in Mariah, which I know like we'll talk about a little later, um, I always thought that I'd be like your typical writer. You know, I'm just, just going to be at home, write a book or write a screenplay. Um, but as I started getting into the professional writing programs and I got more classes, I started re- realizing hey, I'm not bad at grant writing, or I'm not bad at technical writing. Then when I got into Mariah, I realized I really like helping other people get their stories out there because I do a lot of editing, I do a lot of um, copy editing, and I'm really, really looking at a piece. And I realized as much as I love writing, it's also a really amazing feeling to be able to see somebody's process and their work and kind of understand the story that they want to get. So what I would want to do and what I'm hoping to do is um, be an editor for a magazine. So even if it's doing copy editing like I do right now for Mariah or being like a content editor or like a creative editor, that would be absolutely amazing. So you talked a little bit about this, but I want to explore it a little bit. You came into the professional writing program when it at its inception. So you had the opportunity to kind of shape it a little bit, which is really kind of unique and pretty special. Can you talk, like, give us an example of what, maybe how you did that? So we had a technical writing class. And again, all these classes, it was the first time being taught. So 
it, we made a joke about it. It's like, so we're like guinea pigs. And like, yes and no. You know, like, we, we'll treat you a lot better than a guinea pig. Um, but for our technical writing class, at the very, our, our midterm wasn't really a, an exam. It was, let's spend this whole entire class time redoing this class syllabus. What you don't like, what you want to keep. And we made the unanimous decision that we wanted to do a class once a week. But we met two times a week. So we'd meet once, like, in an actual classroom setting. And then each of us individually would have a meeting time with our professor for the next class or the next time we'd meet. And we'd go over our projects. We would just kind of do a follow-up of how we're doing in the class, questions that we have, anything that we just personally know we're not understanding well, take that time to have a one-on-one with our professor. Um, and it really helped a lot of us because technical writing is is not that fun. It's not that easy. It's it's a lot of being a type A personality. Mm. I've learned to be a type A personality now just because of all my copy editing and just being an editor for Mariah. But especially with technical writing, a lot of us felt like we weren't really getting the material. And it was really nice to kind of have a, okay, we're going to put the brakes here and let's let's redo this. Let's figure out what we're not doing right, what we're doing right. And let's let's get you guys back on track to how you guys are feeling. That's that seems really amazing, Trisha. So you uh, you've mentioned Mariah a few times. So let's uh, that's a good segue into discussing this. Um, can you tell us what Mariah is and uh, yeah, just give us some background on it? Yeah. So Mariah first started last fall, so fall of 2017. Um, it is a online literary magazine. It is very different from our magazine that we have here on campus, 7500 Magazine. That is um, student writers. Mariah is student-led editors. So we do not submit any writing as students. We don't have students from Woodbury submit writing to us. We are working with very, very, very professional authors, poets. Um, We've gotten everything from poems to prose. We've gotten essays. Um, So we really are giving students the opportunity to really kind of take a step in the actual professional writing scene. Um, So we put out our very first issue last fall, um, and that in itself was probably one of the most rewarding things I got from Woodbury. Um, It was, we were a class of probably about 10, and it ended up being five people in the class producing the very ever first edition. So very stressful. But it was very rewarding to be able to have that release party. And we had so many of the authors that we published actually come make a trip to Woodbury to come and see the final result. And afterwards, I think we've just, I think all of us can kind of agree that we've skyrocketed into now knowing what we're doing and have a better idea of Mariah. So with this issue, we we kind of know what we're doing. So it's a, it's a lot easier now. We have a lot more people. So it's very stressful. Don't get me wrong, it is very stressful. Right now we're in our production. So we're actually now producing the pages and organizing all the pieces by the themes that we've picked. And we just finished picking uh, the pictures that go along with our pieces. So now we are just having a meeting on how exactly, we're teaching everybody, it's a workshop on how to put everything together because we use Squarespace. So we're all online, there's no print. So it's a it's a good work in progress. But I, And we've been getting submissions since, I want to think, March of this year. We closed it in August, so it was a lot of pieces that we had to read. How do you solicit submissions? So our faculty advisor, Linda Dove, helps with that. Um, She's a very, very good poet. 
and she knows a lot of poets and writers. So that's part of our solicitation. Um, and since we published last year, a lot of our um, writers that were published kind of came back and submitted again, and they told a lot more people about it. Um, we had a pretty good response on Twitter. We've been doing pretty good on Twitter now. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's either solicitations or just word of mouth. We got uh, we got good amount of submissions. I think we got over 400 this time around, and we only accepted 50. Uh-huh. So that's a 12% acceptance <laughs> rate, which is bigger, yeah. which is which is a big difference from last year. We had like a about a 20, 25% acceptance rate. So the top literary magazines that I know only accept one to two percent. So we're getting right. there. We're getting there. So a um, couple of things. First of all, you you um, are you've been gracious enough to you're going to read a piece from this new yeah. issue. So that we look forward to that. But I wanted to talk a little bit more. I know I'm I'm pretty sure that you had a number of female writers, um, people of color writers. Uh, you know who you published is that a theme that's continuing into this new issue oh absolutely yeah we are very passionate and we are very transparent about our vita reports um which i think is necessary for any type of print to have and be transparent about we got so lucky last year that we had such a diverse group of writers and we we just found that it was the same thing this year um, and there's one thing that we we just talked about recently in our meeting that we find that a lot of literary magazines aren't considering. You know, they do um, like diversity of like um, women and men, like um, gender. Oh, I already said that gender, um, especially race and sexuality. And we do that as well. But we also do diversity of age. Um, so yeah, yeah, so a lot of, you know a lot of people don't really think about That's age. Mm-hmm. We the piece that I'm going to read is by Simon Perchik. He's 95 years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's our oldest writer, and our youngest writer is actually um, a 19 year old African American girl. Um, and it's an amazing, amazing prose piece, and I'm so excited for people to read it. But that's kind of what we focus on as well is okay. We want to make sure that we're also giving people different um, generational readings and generational writing. I think it's very interesting to look at the way someone writes and how their age and how and what generation they grew up kind of affects it. And I'm very pleased to see that we've done that with our first edition and we get to do that with this one too. So we're here if you just joined us with Trisha Lopez. She is a third year professional writing student here at Woodbury. She's also the editor in chief of Mariah, which is our online a literary magazine, which second issue is about to come out uh, on the 19th yeah. of November. So, Trisha, one quick, sorry, sorry, Jamie. I didn't mean to cut in front of you. <laughs> uh, one quick question, because I think I'm definitely interested, and I think a lot of people are interested. So what is your process as editor-in-chief? Like, when you're, you, you get 400 submissions... Uh, b- diverse submissions, like what is your process? How do you get that down to 50? What are you doing to do that? So we have a, uh, we've pretty much developed, like this is our golden plan of how we do this. So you're right, we got we get 400 submissions and then we work with our submissions editor. Um, this person is actually in charge of all the submissions. So one of the first things we do is we make sure that the people that submitted to us know that we got their submissions. It's very important that these writers know that we received their submission because then that gives them a time frame 
of, okay, I should be expecting either an exception or a rejection within two to three weeks. And then as soon as we get those going, we immediately just start breaking them up into, okay, we're reading 10 authors this, this week, and then next week we're reading 15. We just, we just start kicking those out of the way. And so the way that we pick our pieces, it's not really based on, I really like this because it sounded nice, or I just really liked it because I really liked it. It's more of, what did you get out of it? What's, what is the message that you got out of it? Did it impact you in some way? Did it wow you? And once we start accepting enough pieces, then we start thinking, okay, another thing is now, how is this piece going to fit in with the pieces that we've accepted so far? How is this going to build our theme for this edition? How are these all going to correlate to create one solid story that we're trying to convey? So when you pick the theme... You're not doing it before, and you're doing it after you see all yeah. the submissions. Basically. So with, with this edition, I, it was my idea um, last, last semester when we met as a club that we do a food theme because it just said so happened that we got a lot of food-related poems um, in our first edition. So I thought it'd be really funny if we do a food theme, which we ended up making this edition like the whole idea of a food theme. So... You know, in our submissions guideline, our theme is food, but you can you can do whatever you want with that. So as we're reading the submissions and we're accepting or rejecting, we're looking at the accepted work and we're starting to think, okay, what's like the overall message that we're seeing? So a lot of so some of our themes for this edition, it's loss. And there's two types of losses, like losing yourself and like physical loss, um, like losing a family member or just, you know, lose understanding that you've lost yourself. Um, we have relationships, which I think is kind of like a, I like guess a standard theme. Um, and then we have a lot, a lot of Me Too um, poems and proses. We have um, two very, very amazing um, gun violence. Um, one's a poem, one's a prose. So we have them together. That's going to be very interesting to see them. And then we have a lot of like religious ones. A lot of our poems that we've gotten um, are like religious based. So not necessarily to say like there it's about religion but how religion has impacted somebody or how somebody has grown up with religion and how they feel about it now so that's kind of what we start to look for especially what before we do production because that's how we set our pieces on the website that sounds amazing so okay i have a question about where did you guys come up how did you come up with the name mariah <laughs> okay <laughs> So, fun fact about Woodbury, we grow a lot of olive trees, um, and it was it was a struggle to come up with a name, and oh my god, we it was it was such a hassle, and we couldn't come up with something that was like cool and like very spunky and unique, and it was Linda that kind of was really pressing on the idea of these olive trees, and we we have to incorporate olive trees like. This is such a quirky thing about Woodbury. So Mariah is actually a theme. The name of Athena's olive tree. Um, so that's where we got the name Mariah. And then we have on our website Athena, which is our blog section where we st like a staff wheel 
do interviews of like um, of the writers that we bring onto campus to do our first press release reading series, um, and we'll interview them there and we'll put the interview there on our blog. So that's Athena, and then first press reading series press like you're pressing an olive. So <laughs> and then our theme, our colors are green and white, and so. It, yeah, we we just we kind of wanted to. You really went with it. Yeah, we re- <laughs> we really stuck with it, but we really just thought, you know, how can we, how can we be, how can we relate to Woodbury without being flat out like Woodbury's literary magazine or and you know seventy five hundred is already taken, so that was also, and we were just like, well, we can't be Glen Oaks literary magazine, so you know, Mariah was kind of the. It's like it's like a little hidden gem. It's like a little joke. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. And we should mention the website is Mariah Online, right? Is yeah, MariahOnline.com. So, and that's uh, M-O-R-I-A Online.com. So check it out. Definitely, it's a great website. Uh, obviously, you want to check out the new issue. And in in, in a minute, uh, Trisha will read or give us um, a preview of that. But. You also have a blog there. You there's all kinds you can read. Last the last issue, you can really get a lot of stuff on that on Mariah online. So check it out. You're also what is your uh, social media? So all of our social media is Mariah online. So we have an Instagram, we have a Twitter, and we have a Facebook. Um, on Twitter and Instagram, we're probably the most active right now because we are just really advertising for our press release on the 19th. Um, Facebook is where people do their RSVPs um, when they do the press releases, so definitely check us out there. And you can also RSVP on our website. So do you have a release party for this? Yeah, we do. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. (laughs) So uh, November 19th is when we release our second edition. We do a release party, but we also incorporate the first press reading series. So we're bringing Desiree Zamorano onto campus, and she's going to read a couple of her pieces. We actually published um, some of her pieces on our our second edition, so that will be coming out. And we do an open mic for students to come. We get a pretty good response with the open mic. It's just a good way to get students to kind of interact with um, writing as much as they can, even though if they're not in the professional writing major or minor, it's just a good way to kind of get everyone involved. Yeah, and can and I think Jamie and I can attest, we went to an open mic yeah, that you guys had, there. and it was, <laughs> it was actually really, really inspiring. It was really cool to see. So definitely check that out. Um, we're going to just take a short break, and then when we get back, uh, Trish is going to read something. Thanks for sticking with us. We're back here with Trisha Lopez, undergraduate professional writing major and editor-in-chief of Mariah. And we've just, she's been so gracious to sit down with us and, and talk about Mariah and uh, what the literary publication's all about And we are so fortunate to get a sneak peek at one of the pieces that will be published in the new next edition coming out November 19th. And here she is. I just want to say thank you guys so much for having me here. It's been so much fun. You guys are absolutely wonderful. So the snippet that I'm reading is by Simon Perchik. Uh, People describe him as the best unknown poet uh, in America. He's incredibly talented he's 95 years old he is our oldest writer that we published this edition so um, it didn't come with a title so we titled it as uh, you inhale the way the sand so 
You inhale the way the sand is filled with saliva, half salt, half doubling back, forgets the waves, no longer have a season, is forever harvesting the rain, the guts or boats, crisscrossing the same shoreline, while your belly drains and the earth swallowed whole by driftwood and longing, you return to sand, lie down. With these small stones and pollen ripening as if a root so enormous would never again be thirsty, would caress your cheeks with grass that has no other home, is thinning out its great rivers and later on. And that was Trisha Lopez reading a selection. It was a poem from a poet named Simon Perchik, which will appear in the next issue of Mariah, the literary magazine here at Woodbury, which is run by our students. Trisha is the editor-in-chief of the publication. We've been talking to her about writing and Mariah and her experiences and all of that. Um, so I know we talked a little bit about this, Trisha. Why are you questioning my, what, like, what are you doing? Um, this is too long. We should be done. No, I don't think we're done. Okay. I want to just uh, explore a little bit more about, so you, do you write poetry, prose? What kind of stuff do you write? Oh, that's a great question. Um, so I, I always thought I was just going to stick to prose. That was my main thing. I did work on, uh, I did work on music for a portion of my high school career. It was my senior year. So I, I did help with an album that was about a year long project. Um, I didn't think I was going to do music, but I started to kind of realize, you know, I'm getting more creative with myself. It wasn't until I joined Mariah and for the very first class ever, we actually had to learn how to write poetry in order for us to judge and critique poetry, which was an interesting approach. And I did, I don't like poetry. I didn't like poetry. Do I still like poetry? Kind of, not really. Um, but I started to get feel a little bit more encouraged to write poetry. So I do write poetry here and there. I uh, was fortunate enough to get published this summer, one of my poems. So that was, that was kind of a solidifying moment for me to be like, okay, I guess poetry, we could, we could give a little soft spot to poetry. But. And one of the things that I certainly want to ask any student who we have on is what would you tell someone, let's say they're, you know, 17 and they're thinking about college and they're thinking about where to go. What would you tell them about Woodbury? And it's okay. You can be like, um, you know, go somewhere else or whatever. But we, we want to know, like, what would you, if you're speaking to yourself, if you're speaking to someone uh, who was 17, what would you say to them about Woodbury? First thing I would tell them, it's definitely a school because I know a lot of people will drive by here and, and they never notice it's a school. But um, well, all jokes aside, I mean, it's it's worth coming and spending your whole day here. I don't think people get the experience that they should be getting by, by being here for about, what, 30, 40 minutes for a tour. I think it really is just spending a whole day with at least one student and just kind of seeing their life here at Woodbury because it's absolutely amazing. I, I did not take a tour. I, I never took a tour. And I applied to Woodbury. I came on my own. I figured out how to get to the business office on my own. It wasn't until the very first day where I realized, I'm like, wow, I really wish I was, I was introduced to the school sooner because right off the bat, you walk into the school and it's just so, it's just so like warming and inviting 
you know, like there's so many people here that you'll you'll never know people. There's always new faces here. It's such a small school, and I always see new people every single day. But it's just so nice to be able to feel comfortable to say hi to them, ask them, can I sit with you? Like, what's your major? And get to talk to them. I feel like bigger schools, yeah, you know, they have the sports and they have the parties and blah, blah, blah. But I don't think they have the community and actual friendship experience that people get here out of Woodbury. My friends that I met the very first day of freshman year are still now my best friends to this day. And we do everything together. I don't think, yeah, I don't think I would have gotten an experience at a bigger school. Trisha Lopez, thank you so much for joining us on our very first episode. Trisha is a third-year professional writing major here at Woodbury. She's also the editor-in-chief of Mariah, the literary publication here. Check out MariahOnline.com. Their new issue is dropping on November 19th. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, guys. This is Jamie Brown and Greg Hull with Studio 7500. We're wrapping up our first show. Uh, with We had Trisha Lopez on, uh, undergraduate professional writing major, editor-in-chief of Mariah, Woodbury's national literary magazine. And, uh, yeah, that was a great interview. But we also, as we mentioned earlier in the show, would love for you to get in touch with us via social media. You can reach us on Instagram at Woodbury underscore university. Twitter at Woodbury U, Facebook at Woodbury U, and even Vimeo, if you want to do that, at Woodbury U. Or you can just yell really loudly. <laughs> or email us. Email me, Jamie, at jamie.brown at woodbury.edu. That's J-A-M-I-E dot Don't get Brown that wrong. At Woodbury EDU. Quick story about Jamie. If if for our friends in Manila, she is a huge. She's from a basically a family family of royalty. Uh, like he's exaggerating. Like um, the the is it um, Davao Davao the Davao family D A V A O. If you if you lived in in the Philippines ever, uh, you they, know my family. Yeah, and like the James Bond of the Philippines is your uncle. Charlie DeBell. So, you know. Just that's a little tidbit. A little tidbit. Maybe. I should use it to my advantage, but I never have. Thanks, Greg. <laughs> well, there you go. Now the world knows. <laughs> the world knows. So, you know, we, we keep giving out our information. What we really want to know is who, what do you want to know about? Who, who do you want us to talk to? Um you know, we can talk about anything. If you want to talk about, like, the cleanliness of the pool, <laughs> if you want to talk about why don't we have a football team, if you want to talk about um, what new programs we might be developing or thinking about, we want to get into all of that. If you're interested in knowing more about what we're doing here at Woodbury in terms of what you know, programs are, are, are doing well and what's exciting. We're happy to talk about that too. So this is kind of your show. Yeah. Thanks for listening, by the way, and spread the word. Please spread the word because right now it feels like we're talking to zero people <laughs> and we want to just, we want to, you know, feel a little bit of love. We, you know, 
give us a little bit of a break. We're we're just kind of we're, um, we're just amateurs here doing our best. Yeah, you know. So, but I think in the future we mentioned having Bennett, who's the um, president of ASWU, which is our student government and, organization. Excuse me, we're gonna have the president of the university on too. So it's not just gonna be students. We're gonna have some serious shows too, Greg. I mean, I think they're all pretty serious. Let's 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 be honest. We can mix seriousness with fun, and that's what we're we're gonna try to do. Um, but you know, as we said, we're really um, we're really trying to, you know, open the kimono or whatever it is you say. We just want people to know. You know, it's interesting to listen to Trish talk about. Or Trisha, sorry. She said we could call her either one. Yeah, that's okay. Trish, I'm sure she's You know, Trish. and most people say, like, you know, uh, yeah, I realized there was a university here. Or, like, you know, we're, we're really often fa- faced with a lot of challenges. Yes. The goal is, again, we just want to give you another resource to learn more about Woodbury University. And that's what Studio 7500 is going to do. So give us a chance. Thanks so much. <laughs> is that it? Are we done? <laughs> End of first show. No, no, that wasn't authentic enough. Okay. We're going to have to redo that. But, okay. but um, you know, check out our, the news section on, on our website, woodbury.edu slash news. We have all <laughs> kinds of uh, stories there. Um, we're producing a lot of videos. We have a, a really interesting one that just uh, we just launched on fashion marketing. Did you know, Jamie, that we have a fashion marketing program, which is kind of uh, an interesting program. Check out that uh, program. We have an interesting video that we did there. Um, You know, we're just, we're trying to tell stories and we're trying to tell stories about the stories we've told on Studio 7500. So there's another component to what we do. We talk about marketing. What is marketing? I mean, obviously, we're talking about our programs. We're talking about our students, our faculty, the things we do in the community. But another component, and this is where Jamie really comes in, is media relations. So how, you know, what are we doing with the media? How are we engaging with the media here at Woodbury. So, Jamie, can you talk a little bit about what you do in that regard? Yeah, well, I think one thing that's really important for our university is um, one of our strategies is to develop a very strong thought leadership platform. We have uh, some really great faculty members here, administrators that have a lot of experience in a wide range of topics. So one thing that we try to do is to, you know, reach out to our faculty and our administrators and our staff and let them know that we're here to listen to them, for them to tell us what their areas of expertise are, whether they be topics that are evergreen, which would be something like, unfortunately, something like homelessness or the Me Too movement. Uh, We have people here who actually have expertise in these areas and who uh, have some great things to say. So whether it be working with them to draft an article that can be placed in in a publication, um, a a newspaper or a trade publication, or whether it's uh, placing them on uh, different uh, panels at industry events. That's something that we're really looking to do. So one thing, please reach out to me again, Jamie Brown, jamie.brown at woodbury.edu. 
if you have something to say that you think is newsworthy, and I'm happy to work with you and sit down with you and come up with um, a strategy to get your voice heard throughout through various uh, venues. Yeah, it's really important for us to, you know, do what we can to in- increase our profile to, you know, really let people know that not just that we exist, but that we're actually doing some pretty amazing things here. And and Jamie's been instrumental in that in that process. But none of it could be possible really without your assistance. So so we want to work with you. We want to know what you can talk about. We want to be able to help tell your story. Um, not just here in this vast media network which we've developed, but also in the you know the outside media, which is much smaller than what we're doing, but still counts. I hope you know he's joking. <laughs> they know. They can tell. They can tell. Um, so... If you want to see examples of different articles that we've placed, uh, again, go to our news section on our website. Yeah, this is really the... Um, yeah, we're always going to refer back to this because this is where we, you know earn our living, I guess you could say. So we're really trying to amplify all of that great content and all of those great stories, and we want to try to bring them alive here. Um, and we want to hear more. So reach out to us again. As we've talked about, um, you can email us, Greg Hool, uh, sorry, greg.hool at woodbury.edu or jamie.brown at woodbury.edu. You can tweet us at woodburyu. One other note about, uh, about media relations. If there's something happening in the news and you feel like you have something you might be able to say to that about the news and, you're authentic, and you authentically have expertise in this area, let's just say, for instance, the elections, you know, with midterm elections, the results just came out. If, if you have um, expertise in this area as a professor, um, I want to know about what you have to say, because then I can reach out to the reporters who are writing about the midterm election results and, and, and ask them to speak to you as an expert in the area. Again, that's just another way to let readers know that we have some excellent resources here on campus. Absolutely. Um, like... I'm thinking of something funny to to say. I know all about beekeeping. (laughs) And I have not been able to talk about that in the media, so I'm going to blame you. (laughs) But you may know about something. And if you do, let us know, because, you know, Jamie is really good at, at working with the media and trying to get them to pay attention to what we do, which is great. Um, so we've been talking a lot about, you know, our community, our community of students, faculty, administrators, staff. I mean, we're really talking to everyone, including the members of our community at large. But another group that we really want to talk to and address and serve are our alumni. We have quite a few alumni, right, Jamie? We have some alumni who are doing some really great things uh, right here in our local community. And uh, we would love to hear from you. We'd love to have you come into studio 
and uh, have us chat with you. As a matter of fact, we can even do phone interviews. So if you know of anyone uh, who graduated from Woodbury who's doing anything interesting, we want to hear from you. Or even if it's not interesting, you know, we'll make it interesting because we may not be showing it, but we've got a lot of personality, a lot of it. So we can take the most boring person and make them so exciting. So give us a chance. So one more time with our contact info, because we want to hear from you. You can email either of us, greg, G-R-E-G dot hool, H-O-U-L-E at woodbury.edu or jamie brown, J-A-M-I-E dot brown at woodbury.edu. Email one of us, both of us. If you want to say something bad about me to Jamie, uh, I get it. Or, so, or vice versa. No, actually, we don't want any mean comments. <laughs> no, we were very authentic. So <laughs> if, you, if you only have terrible things to say, that's still constructive, and that's okay. Or you can uh, send us an Instagram message at Woodbury underscore university or tweet at us at Woodbury U. Our Facebook is at Woodbury U. We also want to know what you think of our social media. Um, we're, it's a work in progress. We're the first ones to admit that we're trying to do a better job, but it's, it's a challenge. And you know what? We are going to do a better job because we are bringing on someone who is going to focus only on our digital media platforms. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll hopefully be seeing, uh, a marked improvement improvement on that. But you know, if you want to discuss that, if you're like, Hey, your Instagram is terrible. And you need to be better. And here's what we think you ought to do. We want to hear it. So, you know, we're a service, I feel. You know, that's what we do. We provide a service for Woodbury. And part of that service is listening to what our community wants. So please, we're very serious. We want you to reach out to us. We look forward to it. I'm very excited to hear from you, no matter what you have to say. He has a thick skin, so go for it. Yeah. So, you know, we want to thank you for joining us and we look forward to the journey ahead. We sure do. Thanks for listening. 